Hello, everybody, and welcome into Corner Booth Sports. My name's John Zaglul of WCKG and Sports Talk Chicago. With me, my man, as always, Daniel Karp. He goes to the University of Chicago. This is episode five. Daniel, how are you? Great to be here. It is great to be here. I'm doing well. The NFL season is right around the corner, and I have been waiting all season, all year, that is, to see how the NFL unfolds in this COVID-like climate. So I'm excited to talk about it today. How are you doing, John? I'm doing great, and I agree. You know, this kind of snuck up on me a bit. You know, when you get those uh, notifications for fantasy football and you say, hey, your draft is coming up tomorrow and the season starts in a week, you kind of panic a bit. I, I started to panic when I got that uh, notification. I'm like, oh, wait, season's in a week. We got to talk about this on this show, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to go through each division. Uh, we'll talk about some front runners for the playoffs, and we'll also, of course, knowing our biases, talk a lot about the Jets and a lot about the Bears from my side. So we will start in the AFC East, and we will start, Daniel, with your Jets and how that division will shake out, too, without Tom Brady. What do you think? Well, as sad as it is, the Jets are going to do nothing again, as they always do. They're going <laughs> to do nothing. My, I have the Patriots winning the division. I think Cam Newton will have a sort of a renaissance campaign with Belichick. And I think that the Bills are also a solid team as they made the playoffs last year. So I think that those two teams are, are going to be at the head of the division with the Patriots winning it. And I think that that means that the Jets are going to be third or fourth. Uh, that depends on how much Darnold progresses. I mean, he's not had too much to work with from an offensive standpoint. And uh, it's a ticking time bomb to see how long the, the Jets keep him around before they ship him off somewhere else. Yeah, what's the narrative there? Do you believe that, Darnold is really the guy yourself because everyone seems to say, oh, he's great mechanically. He's a really good player. He just has nothing. You know, he's been in the league for a long time now. Do you still think he's the guy or are you sold on what he can do? Uh, this is the worst part about the Jets organization. You never know because they set so <laughs> many players up to fail. I mean, you think about his, uh, his path in the NFL. He's had two NFL coaches in two seasons. He's had no offensive line. His weapons have been severely depleted. Right. And you see great spurts here and there, but then you often see the mistaken interceptions that plague quarterbacks throughout the league. So I don't know. I do feel like he has a lot of talent, and with the right team, he could lead the team to the playoffs. But it's definitely not this year, and it might be – they might – be in the in the cellars for too long for him to actually develop. See, I don't even believe in him, but that's that's me from a Chicago perspective. Um, that's fair. I will say, I will say from the division, I think the Bills are going to win it, and I think New England will come in second. I feel like New England might be a five hundred team, maybe go nine and seven, eight and eight. I do feel the Bills, and this is not an endorsement of Josh Allen by any stretch of the imagination, but the team itself, I just feel like is a bit more well built overall. Great defense. Decent running game. Uh, Singletary last year, I thought, really impressed in his rookie season. A good two-way back. He can pass, or, or rather, he can catch and run. Um, so I like the Bills as the number one. I'll take New England, two. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with Jets, three, and probably Miami, four. Just because with Miami, we don't know what two is going to do. We don't know if he's going to start game one. We don't know how healthy he truly is. Maybe. If he does start every game, they could go 7-9, and 8-8, eight and, eight, and it could be a different story near the bottom of that division. But if he doesn't play, 
that team is definitely staying in the step uh, south. Yeah. You know, my biggest concern with the Bills, and I think that they have a great team, is the fact that Josh Allen does not have great throwing metrics. He runs a lot. That makes up yep. a lot of their offense. And it's only a matter of time before teams figure out how to stop that. So that's why I just don't have them winning the division this year. I think that Belichick will figure out a way to stop that for two games. And I think that the Patriots are going to end up uh, beating out the Bills. You know, everybody loves Josh Allen. I mean, the guy threw for an under 60% completion percentage, which is unacceptable if you're an NFL quarterback. That was last year. 20 touchdowns, 9 picks, 85 passer rating. To me, statistically, he's Mitch Trubisky who can run. Exactly. Statistically. And it seems like no one wants to acknowledge that. No one wants to point it out because the Bills did well last year. You could say the same in 2018 here in Chicago when the Bears were a Super Bowl contender with Trubisky. Granted, he had a better year, had a 95 passer rating, but we all know that was the defense in the run game that got them to that point. And I feel like in Buffalo, the situation is very similar, if not the same. Yeah, I mean, it, it reminds me of Mark Sanchez. That's what these teams feel like. The Mitch Trubisky, the uh, uh, Josh Allen, they're all the same. They're, they're just good enough to get by with a great team. And if you put in a great quarterback, you will have a contending team for the Super Bowl. Let's go to the AFC North. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. That is an intriguing division. We see Cleveland, of course, could be on the up and up. Cincinnati has Joe Burrow. Uh, the Ravens are the incumbent, and the Steelers are getting Big Ben back. What say you on that division, Daniel? I don't know if there's any way that I can go off of the Ravens. Okay. I mean, I think the, Ra the Ravens are going to be winning the division. I am very intrigued. I think it's going to be a big story this season, seeing how Joe Burrow plays. Uh, I'm really excited to see him take the next step. I don't know how well he will do with uh, an abbreviated training camp, um, obviously his first step. and. I'm interested to see how Big Ben comes back from his surgery. I think that they'll actually – the Steelers always seem to contend to some extent. So I think that they'll be in the mix maybe for a wild card spot. And the Bills uh, – not the Bills. The Browns are what they are. You've got a lot of talented <laughs> pieces, but they're just like the Jets. They will let down everyone, and they're not going to do anything. So the Ravens, for me, are going to win the division. I think that since he will finish fourth, the, uh, the Browns will finish third, and the Steelers will finish second, possibly on the bubble for a wild card. I concur. I think the Ravens will be number one. Um, I'm not as high on the Steelers because Big Ben is old. A lot of people forget about this. He's been around a long time. He's coming off of elbow surgery. He's a quarterback. We don't really know what to expect from that. We also don't know how his play and how he himself mentally will be affected by that injury and then him coming back knowing he's very old and he's been in the league a while. So I'm a bit skeptical. I'm not 100% sold on the Steelers. Um, I like Cleveland. I think they can be a 500 team, and I think they can contend for a wild card spot. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but they can contend for a spot. And as for Cincinnati, I expect that to be another dumpster fire. I don't care who the quarterback is. If you have no weapons around you, you can't succeed. And personally, I don't know if Burrow's success is even going to translate to the NFL. That's another completely separate question from how they plan on doing this year. So when you put all of those question marks together, I think Cincinnati stays near the bottom. Yeah, I have to ask you, what makes you think that the Browns are going to do anything this year? Because they have a lot of talented pieces. 
and they have the past few years, but they never do anything. They never win. Why now? Why this year? This is a prove-it year for Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. His rookie year, he did okay, but it was limited time. He came in for Tyrod Taylor, had a coaching change. Last year was an extreme step back, or step back. Now they have another new coach who apparently they, they're clicking very well in training camp, according to reports. This, this is the third coach, right? This is the third coach. So that could be an issue, yes. But I'm confident that this year is the year they put something together. Again, I'm not saying 15-1, and 14-2. and two. I'm not saying Super Bowl. I'm not even saying divisional round of the playoff. I'm saying possibly 9-7, and seven, possibly a wild card. I can see it happening. They went 6-10 and 10 last year. Um, in the last game of the season, they really didn't try. They could have gone 7-9, and nine, realistically. And that was with that entire situation with Kitchens and all of the dysfunction. Imagine if they just had a level-headed head coach who can maybe get them to an 8-8 eight eight or 9-7 record. That could be the situation this year, so I feel like things could change a bit. We'll definitely have to see. A lot of things are going to have to go right for them. Uh, but I guess a potentially depleted division, if everyone places poorly behind them, as we think that they might with Cincy and potentially the Steelers, then, you know, the Browns might have a chance because of the weaker division and the weaker uh, uh, AFC in general. But uh, moving on from that, let's, let's go on to the AFC South. What do you got there? It's a tough pick because you almost want to believe the narrative that Ryan Tannehill is good and that he'll do what he did last year with Tennessee, I don't see it happening. That was a lightning in the bottle type scenario. They rode the wave. They beat New England. It was a big deal. Now he's gotten paid. How will he do with hundreds of millions of dollars behind his back versus last year fighting just to be on a team? So I think that's going to be a big concern for anyone who's rooting for the Titans this year. And by the way, uh, before you get to the other ones, Tannehill in his career has been a, a 500 quarterback. Correct. Last year was only a 10-game sample size. For anyone to think that he's going to be fabulous is, is absurd. There's no way that he's going to replicate what he did last year. And I'm a fan of the person. I am a fan of the person. I think he's a good guy. I think he does a lot of good things off the field. I just don't think come in games – knowing he just got paid, knowing the Titans, where they stand as a franchise, I don't think they're going to replicate what they did last year. Um, I think the, uh, the Texans, rather, are going to win this division again, mostly because there's really no competition to Deshaun Watson um, as a quarterback. They yeah. lost DeAndre Hopkins, but they got Cooks. Um, they still have a decent enough running game to get by. They will win probably another 10-6 or 9-7 record even and take the division. Indianapolis has too many questions down there, and Phillip Rivers is now a cult. I don't know how that's going to go. He's 39 years old, and he's switching organizations near the end of his career. I don't expect anything good to happen from that. And then, of course, you have Gardner Minshew and the Jacksonville Jaguars, once again, stewing near the bottom of the division. So that's the way I see it. What about you? Yeah, I've got the Texans as well. Last year, I had Deshaun Watson on my fantasy team, and he performed day in, day out. No matter how much they were down, he always seemed to make the game close. And, yeah, they're going to run away with the division. Um, the Colts are an interesting one to me. I, I'm not going to write them off as fast as you did. I know I always reference things that uh, remind me of the Jets, but 
Sure. Him switching near the twilight of his career reminds me of when Brett Favre came to the Jets for one season. He could be rejuvenated. I'm not saying that they're going to make the playoffs, but a change of scenery could be something really good for uh, uh, Phil Rivers, and he could lead a team that has uh, some potential, especially with uh, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars probably taking a step back and the Titans also taking a step back. There could be some room, just like with the Browns, uh, for Phil Rivers and the Colts to navigate their way into – a 9-7 or 8-8 eight eight record. I don't think it's out of the question. I could see it happening. And if the Titans take a step back like we think, maybe they'll finish in second place in the division because it's just so weak. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, though, but we're going to have to see. Um, let's go to the AFC West. This one's a bit interesting. Uh, Kansas City, of course, seems to be the clear front runner. But yeah, behind them... <laughs> But behind them is where it gets interesting because you've got a couple of teams. You've got the Chargers, who should be resurging this year. You've got Denver. You've got Oakland as well. And they've made some pushes, or rather Las Vegas now. Sorry, Las Vegas is in there as well. So uh, where do you stand on that division? Oh, it's the Chiefs. I I mean, I don't think that there's any question. I think that uh, I need to see more from Drew Locke if I'm really going to believe that the Broncos are a team to watch. Uh, I don't, I don't believe in Derek Carr. I don't think, I don't think, I think that he, he's always looked shiny, uh, uh, but he's never actually been there when it matters the most. And Mahomes is too good. I mean, let's, let's not forget, they just won the Super Bowl. They look unstoppable. I don't know how they're going to lose to any of these teams in the division. I like Kansas City up there, but I think Denver could contend again for a wild card spot. They went 79 last year. If Drew Locke did what he did last year in limited time and he could expand that out to the full season, there's no doubt in my mind there'll be a 9-7, and 10-16. and 16. I think it's possible. But uh, as for Vegas, they just, again, they have too many question marks. Granted, last year was a step in the right direction. It did prove that the rebuild by Gruden was working, but they may need a new quarterback. I don't think Carr's the answer. They have Mariota, but that isn't an answer either. Yeah. And then you've got the Chargers down there. The problem with the Chargers is the quarterback position. Personally, as many of you may know, Tyrod Taylor is my favorite quarterback in football. But that doesn't mean he's the best quarterback or he's the guy for the job in L.A. And on top of it, you're sharing a stadium with the Rams for the first time. And as we all know, no one cares about the Chargers in Los Angeles. They're actually technically always on the road. No one shows up to their specific games. So when you have that as a player in your mind, that also really hurts you. So I don't think they're going to make a run at anything this year. I'd say 6-10, and 7-9 at best. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there's not enough talk, just going back to Drew Locke, there's not enough talk about second-year players regressing. We see it often in baseball where pitchers come up and they light it up mm-hmm. the first seven or eight starts because no one has seen them before. But then once teams make adjustments, these pitchers come back down to earth. And that's what I see happening with Drew Locke here. And I think that he's going to regress. Uh, do you, Sounds like you disagree with me, though. I don't know if he's going to regress. He may play the same or similar. And that's not to say that he was outstanding last year, by the way. His passer rating was 90, seven touchdowns, three picks, 64% completion percentage. That's about league average, maybe a bit above average. But they won, so no one cared. They yeah. came in, and they, they won more games than they lost, so no one cared about all of those numbers. I feel like the numbers may be the same, 
And because of that, because Denver still has a decent enough defense and they have a running game now, maybe that'll get them by. But I also wouldn't be surprised if the opposite happened. If he puts up the same numbers and can't prove to people that he could put a franchise on his back and adjust as the year moves forward, yeah, there are going to be some problems out there in Denver. And I have to see what happens. Yeah, well, okay. I, I think, yeah. I'm not sure what Drew Locke has in store for us this year. He wasn't a touted prospect, so there's not much hype around him to begin with. I don't know what people are really going to expect from him. Uh, I don't think he's going to put the team on the back. That's that's for sure, at least in my I mind. don't either. Uh, well, moving on from that, let's go on to the NFC, and let's start off with the NFC East with the Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, and Redskins, possibly the weakest division in all of football. What do you got going on there? I was just going to say, this is the weakest division in football. Nothing here screams to me Super Bowl champion. Nothing here screams to me division champion. I don't think any of these teams actually want to win their own division. No, Um, nothing. It's exciting here. (laughs) Find a guess right now. I'd say Philadelphia will win it. Probably again going 9-7 and or 10-6. and Only because I believe, personally, that Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. I think Wentz is a bit better. And the critics will say, oh, he's never there when they need him. Well, you know what? This year will be different. And when he is on the field, he does play well. And, you know, I don't get this. Last year, he actually did have a decent year. Did not throw too many interceptions. Did well for his team. Passer rating was way down, though, and everybody said he was horrible. I don't get that narrative. I think he's good. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in football, a top 15 quarterback, no doubt. Cowboys will finish in second, but I believe they will get a wild card spot. They, they've locked up Zeke. They're in the process here of locking up Dak. Um, they've locked up some of their defenders. Their old line is still better than average. They will be a wild card team. They're too talented to miss the playoffs again. And then as for the bottom of that division, it's probably going to work out the same. Giants third, probably a 500-ish team. And the Redskins, um, with Dwayne Haskins starting, key point, are not going to do anything. They could switch back to Alex Smith, but the question there is how healthy is he truly after breaking his leg? So that's an intriguing thing to look for as the year goes on. And maybe if Smith comes in, who knows? They might do better. But if they start out with Dwayne Haskins, which is what they're going to do, they're not near the top of the division in any aspect of it. Yeah, I think you nailed it uh, perfectly when you pretty much said that the, the division comes down to Dak versus Wentz who is the better quarterback, I'm going to say it's Dak Prescott. I'm going to say that okay. Dak Prescott, as of right now, is on a contract year. And, I mean, that could change. It definitely could change. But he needs to prove his worth. They have not been as stellar as, uh, as people might have projected that they would be over the course of his rookie contract. And if he wants to make that money, he's got to play well. And this is the season where he has to do it. The Giants and the uh, the Redskins are going to be bottom feeders, so there will be wins to be had for the Eagles and the Cowboys. But I think at the end of the day, it will be the Cowboys moving on. I think that Wentz's health is always a question. And the Eagles just are not a complete team. They are not as complete as they were in 2018. And I think that the, the Cowboys are trending in the right direction. I mean, we'll have to see what Dak does. But you do bring up a good point. It is a contract year. and you also bring up another good point. Maybe this division will come down to who beats the Giants and the Redskins more. It's a shame. I don't like it coming down to that, but that may be the case. 
And if that is the case, well, we'll see who can beat up on the little guys more. And that could make all the difference. Um, let's go to the NFC North now, my division. Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. Who do you got? Mr. Survival of the Fittest himself, Kirk Cousins, is going to lead the Vikings to the promised land, to the playoffs. <laughs> it will not be Trubisky and the Bears. It will not be Matt Stafford, who's way past his prime. And it will certainly not be Aaron Rodgers, who cannot <laughs> actually win when it matters the most. It will be Kirk Cousins, a team that made the playoffs last year and is actually quite competitive all the time. They're never really out of games. And this is a division that, as much as we don't want to believe it's weak, I think it's pretty weak. Why do you say that? Aaron Rodgers and Stafford are aging quarterbacks. We, always, we, we still think of them as great quarterbacks, top 15 quarterbacks. Maybe statistically they are. But when it comes down to it, they're going to throw interceptions. They're going to make mistakes much more than they used to. And it's not like the Bears are any good either, so we can leave them aside. I know you're, you might have something to say about that. But this division feels old to me. It doesn't feel like a young division with a lot of young teams with talent. It's a good point. But historically speaking, this has never been a young man's division. I mean, if you look back on history, really, the Bears have never drafted a good quarterback. They've always had stopgap guys, you know, Jim McMahon, uh, Tom Zach, Harbaugh, um, Rex Grossman, Kyle Orton. We can go back to those days, Jay Cutler. And Aaron Rodgers was young at one point. But if you think about the last 20 years of this division, you think of two quarterbacks, Marvin Rodgers for the Packers. The Lions, it's been Matt Stafford. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with that point. It's a good point. Um, I'm going to say the Vikings will win the division because last year the Packers, despite going 13-3, and three, were a bit of an enigma. Aaron Rodgers had one of his worst seasons in recent memory, but they won games. Matt LaFleur is supposed to be this offensive guru, but Rodgers did worse, plain and simple. That's an issue. I think the Vikings will do it. Kirk Cousins proved to everybody last year that he can win a big game once in a while. He beat the Saints in what I would say is probably the biggest upset of the year last year I'd say, overall yeah. when we talk about playoffs. And I think the Bears will contend for a wild card spot. That is contingent, though, on getting this starting quarterback position figured out and fast. You know, we still don't know to this day, and I've talked about this a lot on my show, my suspicion is that Trubisky will start game one, whether he's better or not. Because if you're a GM, if you're a head coach, you can't turn around and say, we have to give up on him, we're done. Because in the end, you have to take responsibility then for drafting him. So they're not going to give up on him yet. He will start game one. If he struggles and Foles comes in, then it's all up for grabs, and I don't know what this team is going to do. It'll probably be a 500 team. If Trubisky can replicate 2018 and post good numbers. I'm not asking him to be a Tom Brady, not asking him to be Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes, but if he could go for a 95 passer rating, if he could throw for 37, 3,800 yards and get the job done, his team will be back in the thick of it. If not, if that doesn't happen, there's going to be an issue. You know, this, yeah, this is the one team, I think, in the NFL that could finish fourth or could finish first. Even though I don't think they're going to finish first, their defense is really good. Let's not forget that. Uh, Hicks and, uh, and Khalil Mack at the front, 
they've got a stellar defense, and all Mitch has to do is just keep them in games, and the defense will win them for them. So the Bears, you could see them finishing one. You could see them finishing four. And I think that a lot of that will have to do with Mitch playing well. And if he doesn't play well, how well Nick Foles plays. Exactly. Um, You know, we're going to have to see. Foles, as we all know, is known to do better when he comes in in relief. But will that trend continue this year in a brand-new environment in Chicago? I mean, Chicago is much different than Philadelphia. It's a hell of a lot different than Jacksonville. How will he perform in the weather? How will he perform under pressure? Knowing that the Bears were supposed to be something this year, they were supposed to be something last year. So could that pressure get to him? He's not a franchise quarterback either. He's not the type of guy who could put a franchise on his back and lead them to a Super Bowl. So we're going to have to see how that all plays out. He's not. He can't lead them to the Super Bowl? Here's why he can't. Because the year they won and he got the MVP – who laid the groundwork for him? Carson Wentz. He, no, I know. Oh, I know did. Carson Wentz That's did. my point. That's my point. Carson Wentz led them to the playoffs. Right. But when the chips are down, Nick Foles is a big time, is a big game quarterback. That's fine, but he's not going to get you there. When you're there, he'll perform, but he's not the guy who's going to get you there. And that's been proven, right? Anytime he's a starter from the beginning of the year, the teams never work out. If Foles had started every game that year for Philadelphia, there'd be a different Super Bowl winner. We wouldn't even be talking about them. They wouldn't even be in the same breath. That's what I was trying to get at there. Now, if yeah, Trubisky yeah, gets hurt, if Trubisky gets hurt again, or you know, there's a Wentz-type situation here, and Foles has to come in in the divisional round and lead them, could be a completely different story. But if we're talking about from game one to um, game 16 and then the playoffs, I have a different opinion on that. But uh, let's go to the NFC South. This one is also interesting because now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all of a sudden have become very good, at least on paper. Carolina has Teddy Bridgewater. Atlanta is trying to improve, and you have the reigning division champion in the New Orleans Saints who went 13-3 with Drew Brees. So what do you make of that entire situation? This will be the most interesting division in football, I think. As I was going through it, I felt like every team had a chance to some extent. Um, I was asking you uh, before whether or not three teams from a, a division could make the playoffs with two wild cards. And if there was ever a team that, uh, division that could do it, it's probably going to be this one. Because you've got, like you said, the defending uh, division champs, the Saints, who played very well last year and just came up short against the Vikings. Right. The Panthers have Teddy Bridgewater, who – you can say it's an unproven commodity, but he's been very good in limited action since he returned a few years ago from his injury. And the Buccaneers have, obviously, the GOAT, Tom Brady. And let's not forget Matt Ryan, who's only a few years removed from an MVP campaign. Uh, with all that being said, I think I like the Saints again. They do have a complete team. I think last year they showed that even without Drew Brees, they do have a complete team. So I have them winning the division. And as much as it pains me to say it, I think the Buccaneers are going to make the playoffs. I mean, with a nine and seven or ten and six record, they've got a stacked wide receiver core. Let's not forget about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. And now you pair them with Tom Brady. It's a recipe for success. And I think that they are going to have some. And it'll be very sad, but the Panthers are going to possibly finish nine and seven and not make the playoffs. And I think Bridgewater is going to have a great year. I love Bridgewater. I think he's going to be a great quarterback for them this year. But it's not going to be enough in the stacked division. 
Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. And remember now, too, this happened yesterday. Now the Buccaneers have Fournette, Leonard Fournette. So that makes them even more dangerous because the biggest knock on them throughout all these years has been the running game. They had Doug Martin, who did well for two years. Then he got in trouble off the field. Hasn't been the same. They've had uh, Henry on Barber. They've had so many random names uh, that have gone through that system and have done well in some phases, but they haven't been the answer. They haven't had a franchise running back in a very long time. Now they do. They have Leonard Fournette. Um, So he's going to be there now with Tom Brady. They have Godwin. Uh, Their defense is better, and Bruce Arians is the coach. It's going to get better. Um, I like them in the number two spot. I do agree, though. The Saints are the incumbent, and until another team proves us wrong, they're going to be at the top of that division. They're just two steps. Great offense. Uh, Kamara is in a bit of trouble. That could be their issue, though. If Kamara doesn't. If Kamara doesn't come back, if there's a contract dispute, there have been talks about training him. So there could change if they get but rid of him or what happens. Don't forget, they do have Latavius Murray, who filled in quite nicely for Alvin Kamara last right. year. I had Kamara again on my fantasy team, and I had to pick up Murray on a number of occasions to fill in the role. And he did, he did have a good season as a backup. No, you know, he's been around for a while. Uh, he cemented his status as a good running back, I would argue, in Minnesota when he came in for Dalvin Cook when he tore his ACL rookie year. But he is good, so maybe it won't be that much of an issue. But Murray is not the talent that Kamara is. Kamara is essentially a WR2 and an RB1 put together, and you've got all of that going for you. So we'll see what happens with him. And that could make a slight difference. And as for Carolina, I like the Bridgewater signing. I think that fits in very well, knowing the – history of that franchise, knowing how they run their offense. They have McCaffrey, who spearheaded it. Now they actually have a competent quarterback who isn't injury-prone and can't throw a football more than 10 yards. That's going to be very good for them. And as for the Falcons, I mean, Dan Quinn's a great coach. I don't see them just turning over again and doing worse. They're going to be at least a 500 team. So, yeah, that's going to be a very interesting division to watch. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah. I can't wait to watch these games. I, I the Sunday yeah. night football game when if when it's gonna, whatever it is, the Saints versus the Falcons <laughs> is going to be a great game. I always love watching those two teams compete. Uh, moving on from them, we got the last division rounding it out. Uh, what do you got there? Man, it's such a toss up. It really is. Uh, I think this is also a very intriguing division. Kyler Murray is in year two, and in my opinion. <sighs> Going 5-10-1 on that team in your rookie year is an accomplishment in and of itself. You've got the Rams, who I think are still on the downturn. They may go 8-8 eight eight or 9-7. They've lost Todd Gurley. He's on Atlanta now. Go figure. Um, and Jared Goff, I mean, horrible quarterback. I, I don't really care what anybody yeah. says. He's a horrible quarterback. They should never have got. Yeah, I agree. Then you've got Seattle, and you've got the 49ers up top. Now, Seattle, to their credit, They've reinvented themselves a bit. They're not the Super Bowl winning team, but they're still winning football games because they rely more on Russell Wilson. They have a rah-rah type coach in Pete Carroll. They have a decent enough defense. Their running game needs work a bit, but Carson will get the job done, in my opinion. So you've got them who will be a wild card team again. They're not going to win this division. Did you I say Carson wins? I said Chris Carson. Uh. And then <laughs> – and then we've got the 49ers, um, I think, winning this division. 
I still am never I'm never going to be sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. I think he's a good game manager who has the right coach and the right system around him. I feel like that's who Trubisky could be, by the way, if he was in a system like that. And that's what I feel like. I feel like the only difference between Garoppolo and Trubisky here in Chicago is the coach, the system, and the players surrounding him. So they will win the division. They're going to contend again. That doesn't mean, though, that I'm sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. So 49ers won, Seahawks two. I'll say, I'll say Rams three, and Arizona will finish last, but Arizona will be much better. I see them going at least seven and nine. Oh, I think that's a stretch. The four, uh, the uh, the Cardinals are not gonna go seven and nine. But I have the Cardinals <laughs> at the at the bottom. Then I have the Rams. They're just they're just not as good as they as they were two years ago. And I think that even then they were performing out of their shoes. And I'm gonna actually uh, do something, say something different than you. I like the Hawks here. The Seahawks. Okay. They had a great year last year with Wilson. Uh, and they've just added a great defensive piece, Jamal Adams, to their secondary. As a Jets fan, I'm sad to see him go. Uh, but that's going to make them so much better. I mean, he provides a level of pressure to quarterbacks that is unmatched in today's game from the safety position. And that could be one of the pieces that they need to get over the hump and win the division over the 49ers, who I think, just like the Rams, overperformed in their Super Bowl run. They did. There will be a little bit of a hangover from them. Garoppolo, like you said, you don't know if you believe in him yet. And I don't believe in him either. So I have the Hawks one and the 49ers two. That sounds about right. I like your reasoning. And the Adams trade, I mean, Seattle gave up their future, but I guess it's worth it to win now. I'm sure you're happy as a Jets guy knowing what you got back for just a safety. And I know he's not any safety, but in the grand scheme of things, what the Jets received, for Adams, was a bit much. Yeah, I, I agree. We took a lot from them, and uh, I think that the Seahawks are in a win-now mode. They saw that Wilson and the team were in competitive shape, and they just want to reload and get there again. And I think that if you get to the playoffs with Russell Wilson, you always have a chance. I think he's such a, a great quarterback in the clutch, and I think that this was a move for them to obviously win now. And now that we have gotten through all eight divisions, I want to hear your playoff breakdown. What do you have? Who do you have making deep runs this season? It's a good question. I think Minnesota will surprise a lot of people. I think Kirk Cousins, again, he didn't prove it fully, but he proved to us partially that he is capable of winning a game that means something and not beating up on the Lions every game. I like Seattle. Once they get in, whether wild card or not, because once they get to the playoffs, they have so much experience. Russell Wilson's a Super Bowl winner. Pete Carroll is a Super Bowl winner. I think they're going to get things done in the NFC. And in the AFC, as I look through, I mean, Baltimore is always going to be a presence, and Kansas City is going to be a presence. Yeah. And behind them, I would have to say Houston. Maybe this is the year that they finally, you know, win a playoff game. Maybe it's this year. Yeah, I in the AFC, I have myself narrowed down to those three teams. I I love the Texans, but like you said, they, they, they seem to fall short in the playoffs. I forgot how much they were up by last year. It might have been three touchdowns, and mm-hmm. then they blew the lead uh, to the Chiefs. Uh, I hope that for football's sake that 
Deshaun Watson and the Texans go deep into the playoffs this year. And I think it would be good if the Ravens did as well. I think that people want to see the MVP Lamar Jackson uh, in the playoff spotlight. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen, though, for them this year. I think that they will take a step back. Uh, from They'll make the playoffs and they'll win the division. Sure. But I think it will be the Chiefs versus the Texans in the uh, AFC Championship game. And then on the NFC side, I love the Seahawks. I, I mean, if you couldn't tell from two minutes ago, I think, that, I think, that, I think Pete Carroll and, and, and Russell Wilson – are making a formidable uh, team there. I think Seattle's going to make it to the NFC Championship, along with I don't. I'm not sure if I like the Vikings or the Saints yet. I think I want to see how what Kirk Cousins we have this year because you never right. know because they could not even make the playoffs possibly. But uh, if we have the Kirk Cousins that I expect we will, then I have them making the NFC Championship game as well. And then from there. My Super Bowl is the Hawks versus the Chiefs. Okay. And you made a face there. I want to hear why. I'm just thinking. I don't know if Seattle has enough to get to the Super Bowl. That's only my concern. They have experience. They will be in the NFC Championship game. I just don't know if they're going to get there. Only because they're a reinvented team. As we saw last year. They did struggle last year. I believe they started 1-2 and two or 2-3. Two and three. Then they recovered and, you know, got to the playoffs. But they struggled. And I don't know if they're going to be back at it again this year. I like Seattle, though, the NFC Championship. Um, I just don't know about the Super Bowl yet. New Orleans, the same. That's another. I think it's going to be New Orleans and Seattle, the championship. But I have no clue who's going to win that game. Because we don't know. We don't know what to expect yet from either of those two teams. I think it's too early. Um, in the AFC... I'm going to go Kansas City and Baltimore again um, in the AFC Championship. I think that's going to be the matchup. I don't know if Kansas City is going to win it, though. And the reason why I say that, the only only reason, the only way that I'm compelled to say that is that now Patrick Mahomes got paid. Now, I'm not saying that before he played only to get a contract. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that now he is paid. How will he react to that money? We don't know. A lot of guys react differently, as you know. We see it in every sport. Some guys go about their business. Mike Trout goes about his business. Um, Justin Upton, Matt Kemp, they don't go about their business. They end up plummeting once they get paid. So I want to see how Mahomes does now that he has the contract. Yeah, I mean, and it could be, very well could be the Madden curse striking again uh, with Mahomes. Uh, Okay, so you have your four teams roughly. Who do you have winning it all? I know it's tough. I know we're so far out. There's so many questions to be <laughs> answered, even in week one. So maybe it's better to wait a few weeks. But who's your way too early pick to take home the Lombardi Trophy? My way too early pick is the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. And here's why Lamar Jackson, let's be honest here, was humiliated last year in the playoffs. Because I remember talking about it on my show. Everyone wanted Lamar to win the MVP, and he did win it. I was wrong about that. I didn't want him to win it. I thought Russell Wilson, proportionally, when we talk about weapons around a player, I thought Wilson put up better numbers in that sense of it. But I don't think Lamar is going to let that happen to him again and for the Ravens. They're not going to let that happen to them again. Last year, they were the regular season darling. They became the playoff and the postseason goat. Not in a good way, the bad goat. I think this year it's going to be different. 
I think they're going to make a comeback, and I do see them winning this Super Bowl. What about you? Patrick Mahomes is a bad man. The Chiefs, I know you don't like it when players get paid, but he and the Chiefs are the next dynasty of football. I just don't see any team beating them. I just can't, I can't imagine it. I mean, they had their backs against the wall time and again, and they won. And when they would put up points, they put them up in bunches. I mean, they were down 21 points. They were down in the fourth quarter to the 49ers. But at the end of the day, it's so tough to stop Mahomes and that offense for four quarters. And they'll lose a few times during the regular season. But Patrick Mahomes is going to lead them to back-to-back chips in Kansas City. Well, we'll have to see. I hope there's an AFC opponent who has a formidable enough defense to stop them. You said correctly, which is true. No one could stop them for four quarters. But can someone stop them when it matters? Can someone stop them inside two minutes in the fourth quarter in a one-possession game, right? You could put up 50 points, but if you lose 54 to 50, it doesn't help anybody. So I would hope that there's a defense in the AFC that could reign supreme, similar to what the Bears did in 2018, and contain them a bit. I feel like it will happen because you can't. It's unsustainable. It worked last year, but as we talked about much earlier with um, Locke and the Broncos, there's going to be film on them. There's going to be film on them. Andy Reid is an offensive guru, but will it persist in a brand new year, in a pandemic year? I don't know. Well, here, here's the one, the one difference between Mahomes and Drew Locke is that Mahomes did it for two years in a row because he won right. the MVP first, and then he, replicate, uh, he, he came back and did it again and actually won the Super Bowl. So there is enough film on them. He's just – he's probably the best quarterback and the best player in the NFL right now. He is. I, that's not a wrong statement in any sense of the word, but I'm just a tad skeptical so far only because – it's just, it's hard to do that two years in a row. Dynasties in general are super hard in any sport, but in the NFL especially. Um, you know, the Patriots are really the one exception. So we're going to have to see if Kansas City or any other team can get to the Patriots level. I don't see that happening just yet, but we'll have to wait and see. But anyways, we appreciate all of you tuning in for today's show, Corner Booth Sports. Uh, this was a really fun NFL preview. We're going to come back at you again next week with a great episode. Daniel, thank you for joining me. Always a pleasure. And uh, hey, we'll talk to you next week, maybe when you're now in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a possibility. (laughs) Thank you guys for watching. Remember, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're all up there right now. Search up Corner Booth Sports. Search up our names. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you'd like. Search up our names and you'll find us. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next week.